following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Cowboys! This, this is the Players' Lounge. Broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star. Now your hosts, Barry Church, Danny McRae, and Newey Scruggs. Here we are, a Thursday edition of the Players' Lounge, which is brought to you by Hotels.com. I'm Newey Scruggs. The players are Danny McRae and Barry Church, former Dallas Cowboys safeties, both undrafted. And gentlemen, the Cowboys are facing the Philadelphia Eagles on Saturday night. Now, to go along with Micah Parsons, who will not play in the game because he tested positive for COVID, you have left tackle Tyron Smith and starting corner Anthony Brown out for this football game. I'll start with you, Church. Your thoughts when you heard this news? Well, it's another echo. blow. Yeah, we got, got that, that echo. Exit, that uh, echo going. CB. There we go. But you know, I think this is a loss. I think this is a tough loss. I mean, it's not like they you know haven't played without Tyron before because you know he missed five Uh-oh. games so far is this that season. Right? So it ain't like they haven't played with him before. But I think it's a tough loss because going into the playoffs. You don't want to go out there limping. You don't want to get into the tournament limping and not having your full cast of guys out there. And so far from what we've seen this season, especially the last maybe six games, offensively, they just haven't been on par. They haven't been together as a unit, and they haven't had that chemistry as a whole entire unit. So you would love to be able to see your offense going into this final regular season game against Philadelphia with all hands on deck, you know, seeing if they can get something, muster some type of momentum, muster some type of chemistry heading into the final um, into the final regular or to the, into the playoff game. So in that regard, I think it's a little bit of a loss because you won't have him out there as part of your unit. You'll have either Terrence Steele, Naseki, or one of those guys in there filling in for him. But overall, I think he's the biggest loss out of all three of these guys. Because Micah, I mean, he's going to do what he does. I mean, he's, he's out this game, but, you know, he's, he's a bona fide baller. He's going, I don't see him having any, you know, residual effect going into the playoffs. I think he's ready to roll. And Anthony Brown, the same with him. I mean, he hasn't missed a game all season. Um, he's in shape. He's, he's not injury prone or anything like that. So I think he'll be good. But offensively, we've just been too much of a roller coaster ride so far this season. And I would like to have had our whole cast of crew people out there ready to go against Philadelphia just to get a warm-up. I'm not saying they had to go out there for, you know, the whole entire game or anything like that, but just get a warm-up, get some type of continuity going into the playoffs because you can't think to yourself, okay, as soon as we step into wild-card weekend, we're going to be able to flip this switch and we're going to be able to play outstanding football because that just hasn't been the case so far this year. So to me, this is a tough loss because I want them to have continuity going in, but overall, I just need this offense to do something heading into this game, even if it's against the backups. Just give me some type of juice heading into the playoffs. So so what you're saying is my man Terrence still will be a left tackle this week? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that what you're saying? One of them boys going to be so, over there. So what you're saying is what we talked about earlier this year before mm-hmm. the draft and all this stuff about certain people <laughs> missing games, and now we racking up <laughs> another one. All, you know, albeit all, all because of COVID, which is something which is something – I know from experience yeah. that you cannot control. Like yeah. you, you That's almost scary. cannot control if you get COVID or not. But we will be missing Tyron Smith again, mm-hmm. uh, which is unfortunate. But he's a veteran player, so as much as I did want him to get his feet wet, he yeah. knows how to play the game. All decade team going to the Pro Bowl. He's been there for a long time. He was there when I was there, and as long as he's healthy then I'll take a, a Tyron Smith, even okay. if he's been off for five or six games. I'm absolutely fine with that one. The things that the thing that is scary to me, not. For me, it should be a little scary for Anthony Brown is that he will be out. So are we expecting Kelvin Joseph to be playing? 
Yeah. Because when he did get reps last time, he, he looked well. really, really good. Like he could do something. <laughs> so like so this is something. this is one of those Terrence Steele, Tyron Smith situations, but mm. not not to that not to that level because Tyron Smith is a staple here. Yeah. So you knew he was going to get his spot back. All of a sudden, Kelvin Joseph goes out here and he plays outstanding. Gets a gets a couple interceptions, pass breakup, or, or however it looks on film. Then all of a sudden, going into the future, you're like. So so what do we do, right? Yeah. So what do we do? So yeah. I think it's a little scary for for AB, but hopefully hopefully it all works out uh because cuz like I said it's, it's one of those things where he's out of this out of his control yeah. uh not being able to know how to really defend himself against covid. So I don't think it'll be that big of a loss. Um but I do hope we win cuz as I said earlier this week, I really hope that we win. And my fingers are still crossed because I do play the lotto that everything <laughs> falls in place for us to uh, jump up to that number two seed. And as long as there's a possibility, then we need to go out there with the expectation of winning and getting this offense back on track. Yep. Mark, Micah, I'm cool. If anybody could use a break, it's him. <laughs> he, he did not play football last year. Yeah. He usually You usually hit the rookie wall. This year you got 18 games, so let him play 17, get a break, and then go into the playoffs ready uh, and re-energize uh, to, and it, to get going. It, it kind of sucks for, for for, for Parsons because he was only two sacks away from breaking Javon Curse's rookie record, you know, as far as sacks for a rookie. And so it, it sucks for that, but it's scary overall for everybody in the NFL with COVID because you really don't know who's going to be in there week after week. You know, it could be you, you could have your full starting lineup, then one of your guys could get, you know, COVID that Thursday or something. So you really don't know. It's a week-to-week basis of who goes in and who goes out. But the Cowboys have got to be lucky right now that this is a season, regular season finale and not a wild card matchup. You said, oh, you, you said, oh, so you know, if, if if you're really trying to stay away from COVID, you wouldn't be at uh Okay, all right. All right. This, this check. Oh, this dude. Just checking. No, no. Just checking. You, you, no, no. You, you, you actually are on point because Mike McCarthy was peppered with these very questions yeah. in his press conference this morning, as he should have been, as he should have been. So you got uh, Michael Parsons who was the Mavs game on Monday. So we already know he's been diagnosed. He's not playing uh, this week because of COVID. You saw CeeDee Lamb and Amari Cooper sitting courtside, maskless yesterday. And that's where you had the reporters asking Mike, you're saying one thing about taking things serious and taking all these precautions and doing what you're going to do. But then we're witnessing your players doing something totally different. Yeah, that's, that's the and that's the thing. I mean, you got you got to prioritize what's going on. I mean, right now, I mean, you know, you know, teachers on, you live your life and all that other stuff. But when you got aspirations and you got goals and you you have the opportunity to achieve those things, you got to prioritize what you got going on. You know, what I love to if I'm playing right now, would I love to go to you know Dirk the Whiskey's retirement or even <laughs> one of these games? Yeah, I would love to. But when you put yourself in that situation. There's a lot of factors in there. I mean, there's a lot of people in that arena. You could get COVID. You could get something else. So you got to figure out, you know, what prioritize you, which thing you want to prioritize more. And I mean, right now, you know, luckily it's a regular season game. That's do, all I got to say. Do you really want to play in this game? <laughs> like, does it, well, like is, it, is that a sign of you telling, like, man, my boy Michael went up there to the Mavericks game. He got it. So let me run let back out there. He run off up in there and, and, and get what he got. You know what I'm saying? Because you know, and, and this is listen. This is this is me joking. Okay, this is me joking. <laughs> I don't think that they purposely went in there to get infected with COVID. Yeah. The the the, the funny thing about it is, to me, is you look at the guys who are there. 
and then one of them is a guy who's like, hey, man, give me the ball. He actually said it again. Yeah, I think that I can help this team if they give me the ball in these type of situations. I can lead the league in all these important stats if I have the opportunity, right? Mm-hmm. And you're not giving me the opportunity. It's the second time I said it, and now I'm sitting up here at the Mavs game like, <laughs> uh, all right, all right. I'm, like, I'm going to do what I want. I, I'm going to do what I got to do. I'm going to go yeah. have, myself a, have myself a good time and live my life because y'all ain't listening to me. Yeah. Uh, Coop, I'm with you, all right? <laughs> You need you first of all, you and Zeke, y'all need to stand stay fast together. Y'all need to stand fast together and say, hey man, if y'all don't take care of us in this upcoming game and Zeke don't get 20 carries and Amar Cooper don't get 10 uh targets, then we have an issue. I'm gonna be at all the Mavs games. All the Mavs games. Uh, nah, I'm not. But in all seriousness, let's focus the focus the game on 21 and 19, man. Please. Can we do that? You know the, dude is, the dude is frustrated, man. How many times do we have to come out and say this? You know How many times happen. does the quietest guy, the most even kill guy, said by the owner of the team, right? They when they were talking about all the COVID stuff and the most team, like team focused guy, now for the second time it said, I can be the best if you give me. Hey, hey, me, hey, me, that guy. Remember no, me? Yeah, yeah, the, the one, that, the, one the one you cutting that check to. Yeah, that, that me. I can be that guy, and you, you know, we still haven't haven't found a way to get that done. Yeah, he might not. You know, I don't think he'll so, beat the ball. Well, go ahead, Nui. Go ahead. We over there cutting Nui out. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. It's fine because because you guys are players, and this is the, the the heart of the show. So if you're in this locker room today, what do you say? to Omari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb, knowing what's going on with your organization, knowing that Philadelphia's got 12 guys who are dealing with the same thing in terms of protocol here, and you want to go play in the Super Bowl, which will be February 13th in Los Angeles. What conversations do you have with guys when you see this? I mean, you you can't really say too much because these guys are grown men. You know, they're grown men out there, and they're paid to do a service, and it's not, you know, they're not doing anything crazy out here. They just, you know, they went to a game, and yeah, you have a greater chance of contracting COVID if you're going outdoor or going to places where there's a lot of people. You do have that opportunity. But right now, I don't think the Cowboys can really say much to these guys. I mean, and that's just my opinion. I mean, I don't, what would you think about that, d No, if you're in the locker room, the reason why you ain't saying nothing to Coop and the reason why you ain't saying nothing to Michael because they are the leaders in their in their room, right? <laughs> Who going to say something to Coop? He is the leader in the wide receiver locker room, right? So mm-hmm. he's the guy. So if he's going to the game, that is the example that he's setting for for the uh, wide receiver locker room. Mm-hmm. And I can guarantee you this: if he's frustrated, the people in the locker room can see the frustration on on him as well. So they're not even thinking about that. They like, man, this dude. We, we trying to find a way, you know, what I'm saying to make sure that, that that he stays happy because we know what type of star he is. If you give him that opportunity, Micah goes. Who gonna say something to Micah? Mm-hmm. <laughs> defensive rookie of the year, yeah, defensive possibly defensive player of the year yeah. at the game, and then he goes. Catches COVID, and then other people continue to go. So I, I don't, I don't believe that they see it as an issue, or they see it as a, a bigger of a risk as we see it. Mm-hmm. But outside looking in, it looks, it it's looks crazy. Look. Look <laughs> it looks right crazy. Now. But uh, you know, they don't feel the same way we do. So you know, uh, it's fine. I don't think they will be doing this the game before the Super Bowl. Nah, or, uh, or even the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, even like, the playoffs. Yeah, they, 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 might, they, they might have a lockdown. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't, I don't think they'll be at the Mavs game next week. Mm-hmm. I don't think. I don't think that'll happen. Okay. Uh, Kelvin Joseph, that was a topic that was brought up to Mike McCarthy in a press conference, and you mentioned it, Danny, here. He likes what he's been doing, and he also said he he did a really good job on special teams. So 
if you're a Kelvin Joseph fan, it's your opportunity to see if maybe you can jump around on Jalen Hurts and, and you're going to go up against a good receiver in uh, Smith and, and they've got another first round pick out there, Rager on the other side. So this is his opportunity to put something on tape as you go into the playoff and, you know, go into the offseason. Yeah, because yeah, this, I mean, this is, this is an opportunity for him, like you said, Nui, to go out there and, and, and try to get more playing time. And we saw last week, even when, you know, the whole cast of crew was in there, A.B., J. Lou, um, Diggs, all those boys was in there, he still was, you know, getting rotated in there. He still was showing that, you know, these coaches want to see what he has. And right now, this is the perfect opportunity for him to go in there and step up and, and see what he can do. I mean, because we know the media, including myself, we jump on Andy Brown <laughs> Any little thing happens. Oh, he got beat deep. He got beat on a 50-50 ball. We jump on him. So right now, if, if Kelvin goes in there and, and does a heck of a job at corner, whether he's locking guys down or making plays out there, I think that's a great opportunity for him to go in there, maybe not this year, and, and, and supplant him as a starter, but definitely going into the next year, there'll be conversations of can this guy play opposite of Diggs if he has a good, you know, good good end to the season, especially a good game against this Philadelphia Eagles team. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Listen, when he got out there, we saw him and he played well. Mm-hmm. All right. So he is going to get this opportunity. I will say this. For him, I hope that that special teams comment, if he's the starter this week, that he ain't on no special team. All right, you're talking about a rookie guy who got his real first reps last week, who may be getting his first start, first real start in an NFL game, and then you want him to be focused on what he has to do on special teams as well. I know from experience that ain't something that's, that's good, right? Because you want to grade this guy based on him being a starter mm-hmm. and just having to focus on learning the defense, being in the correct position, and, and worried about his game while he's out there on the field. Do not put him on special teams. Don't have him out there, Gunner. Don't have him out there running the speed position at, uh, on, on kickoff. Don't have him doing any of that if you want to grade him accurately. Because we all know mm-hmm. that special teams takes a lot out of you. Most yeah. of those are 50, 60-yard sprints. Mm. Kickoff, you go straight to defense. Punt, you go straight to defense. Mm. All right? So be fair to the dude. Give him a fair shot. And this is his opportunity, like I said, to – to prove what he can do moving into the future and then making it hard on those people who have to make those decisions moving into next year. And then just add, no, you you said it best. I mean, me and you both understand this. When you go straight from punt, now I can understand if you're being a wing or you're like a personal protector or something like that to where you're sitting at the line of scrimmage and you're going down, you kind of not you're not, you know, you're not busting your full butt down there to get down there. You got a nice little pace going. But if you're at those gunners. Okay, uh, okay, so what's the safety from last year? You talking about uh oh Woods. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, Xavier no, I'm Woods. Just being real. Oh, you ain't you just loafing down there. You just loafing down. Right? <laughs> young kids say I'm just being real. All right, because look, when you go that down there and you gotta flip right around and play defense. That, that's a tough task. I know. Hey, it Woods, I agree with you on so that you one. Not, I, so you was out there jogging. What? Come on. I'm at the personal protector right now. I'm over here battling against D linemen, linebackers who outweigh me by about 50 pounds. You want me to block them? Then bust a full sprint 50 yards down the field to maybe make a tackle, maybe and not. And then go play man And then man. turn yes. around and yes. figure out what Tom Brady and them got coming out and making sure people are lined up. Oh, heck mm-hmm. nah. And guard, guard grunt. Yes, do all guard, that. Nah, it ain't happening like that. that. So if I was them and, you know, he loves his special teams, put that guy on safety on kickoff where you got a, you got a legit excuse to jog down the field. Don't have that man at the gunner. Don't have that man at the five on kickoff wedge busting. Don't do none of that, man. Set him up for failure. Yeah.
yeah, shout out to him, man. I like, I, listen, more props to him for playing well. We did talk about him earlier this season because he was on social media or whatever. Mm-hmm. He was doing rapping. We were like, hey, man, just focus on the game. This is your opportunity to focus on the task okay. at hand and do what you need to do to be successful in the league. And I'm rooting for you, bro. So whoever tweeted that last time or did we talk about, you know, Kevin Joseph all that, tweet this one, okay? We are rooting for you to do well. We want to see everybody on the field do well. Just don't drop no mixtapes during the playoffs, man. <laughs> Just focus on ball. Man, you man. go out there and get two picks. I'm dropping a mixtape. <laughs> you crazy. I had a good game against Arizona. I come back the next game and, and the close and out, get to close picks? out the season. I get two picks on a playoff team, a playoff quarterback. <laughs> I'm dropping a mixtape. Drought, <laughs> drought 18. <laughs> the, the track will be. Diggs ain't the only one. Right? <laughs> you know, and for me, you know I got it. You know I got it, man. Diggs ain't the only one. Right? I like that. I'm like that. <laughs> Let's take a break. Oh, Let's man. take a break. And and I, I want to continue this on Kelvin Joseph for this thing. Uh, I want you guys to give me a grade on what his rookie season has been so far because I'm going to ask you another question based on his future and the draft. Let's do that next Players Lounge with Barry Church, Danny McCrane, Louis Scruggs, it's DallasCowboys.com radio. At Smoothie King, we are blending goodness to fuel your greatness. Every blend is crafted to help you achieve your health and fitness goals. Smoothie King uses only whole fruits and organic veggies. You'll never find sugary syrups or artificial flavors, colors, or preservatives. And unlike some other smoothie places, there are zero grams of added sugar in many of our blends. Smoothie King is proud to be the official smoothie of the Dallas Cowboys. Place your order in the app or online for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. It's game day. You know what that means. First, kebab prep. Steak, pepper, onion, steak, pepper, onion. Next, a counterclockwise lap around the room. Now the lucky grease-stained jersey goes on. And lastly, the dance. You know the one. This is a game day ritual no matter where you are. Whether you're traveling to the game or watching from your favorite vacation spot, book a place to stay on Hotels.com and keep the tradition alive and well. Hotels.com, proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Nobody protects you from mayhem like Allstate. I'm a broken traffic light. Stop and go is the name of my game. It's easy. You go, they go. What was it? They go, you go. (laughs) And if you have the wrong car insurance, these repair costs could stop you in your tracks. So get Allstate's new low auto rate and be better protected from mayhem, like me. Not available in every state, based on coverage and limits selected. Subject to terms, conditions, and availability. In most states, prices vary based on how you buy. Allstate Bar and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. Brace yourself for an existential question. Has your butt been having enough fun lately? Have you been treating it well? Has it been going places? If not, then it's about time you start using SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the best way to get your butt tickets to live events. Just ask the thousands of other butts who have rated it the number one ticketing app. So what are you waiting for? Download the app now or visit SeatGeek.com to get tickets to sports, concerts, and live events and make your butt happy. SeatGeek, get your seat in a seat. Back to the Players' Lounge. Hey, Cowboys Nations, uh, head to the pro shop to step up your game for the playoffs. Score classics like jerseys, tees, hats, exclusive collections, and unique accessories when you visit your local Dallas Cowboys pro shop or log on to shop.dallascowboys.com, a fanatics experience. You're in the Players' Lounge, brought to you by Hotels.com. Barry Church, Danny McCray, they're the players. I'm merely Newey Scruggs. So <laughs> back onto this Kelvin Joseph thing, because I want to ask you, what grade do you give him? This year, 
And the reason I'm asking that is because I was checking out a couple mock drafts and a lot of people have the Cowboys taking a corner in the first round. So I'll start with you, McCray. Give me a grade and your thoughts. Should the Cowboys use a first round pick on a corner knowing they've got Kelvin Joseph, who they use a second round pick on this past season? Listen, I, I, I can only go by what I've seen of him on tape uh, in, in live when live reps are going at him. Right. And I got to get a man B plus. I have to give him a B-plus because what I saw from him on tape was him being ultra-competitive. He was out there getting PBUs. He was in position. And this is his first real time being able to play cornerback in a big game. Yeah. This is probably that was probably our biggest game of the season. And he got out there and he stepped up and did what he was supposed to do. And he also has the confidence of his head coach who said, hey, man, I like what, what this guy's doing. I like what he's doing on defense. I like what he's doing on special teams. We're going to give him the shot to go out here and show us what he can do. That means – if he does go out there and play well and he's successful, they're going to look at him, give him a really hard look next year at mm -hmm. possibly being the starter. So I don't see us, if he plays well this week, I don't see us even thinking about drafting a corner in the first round. Hmm. I don't see it. Hmm. Now, uh, so I did see a stat uh, you know, yesterday that said Trayvon Diggs is number one for giving up yards. They gave up you know, over 1,000. Like I'm like, man, this is – I like. I don't remember seeing it. I don't remember seeing him. We was calling him double moves out. I was like, yeah, but the, the, the next thing we're going to say is, is it worth it? All right, yeah. the picks versus the giving up the other. Let's see if it's worth it. But, yeah, so I'm giving a B plus uh, Nui. All right, well, for me, I, I'm going to give him an incomplete. I'm going to give him an incomplete <laughs> right now because, like we said, the man really only played that last game. How, I mean, we'll give him a grade for that game. All right, for that last game. We're looking yes. at just that last game and what he did out there. I'll give my man a solid C, a C plus. I mean, he went out there. He, like you said, he was competitive. You know, the passes that were caught on him, he was right in that hip pocket. So you love to see that competitiveness. You love to see the fire in a corner, who especially, you know, like, like, like a Diggs. Like a Diggs has a short-term memory. Like he got beat, but, you know, he's going to come back and get you as well. I see that same type of dog mentality um, in uh, Kelvin Joseph as well. So to me, I, I'm for the whole season, I'm going to give him incomplete. But for that game, I'll give him a C plus and just see okay. how the rest of the, the season plays out if, he, if he's able to get more playing time into the playoffs. But I don't see this count. Cowboys team really looking at corner early in the draft. Just where, should, where should they go? Early in the draft? Yes. Whew. Don't do this again. Don't do this again. I don't know. Don't, I don't do this know. again. Because they just got they got Kelvin Joseph. They got Diggs. They got Brown. They got Lewis oh, I know. on the contract. I only want you to say one thing. Man, I ain't talking about no offensive line. But they, I, I ain't I, talking I do, about I, it. Look, no. no I, I will say this. And this is just me. Mm-hmm. I think the center is an issue that they need to address. And I don't know whether you do it in the first round or the second round, but uh, I think they've got an issue with the center position. That 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 needs to be looked at. You know, center position, um, this dude missing six games. We got another dude missing six games on the tackle side. We still have been talking about the center. Yes, he is a problem. We're talking problem. about guys who are not available. <laughs> not available. At least the center in the game. Yeah, <laughs> All right? At least, at least he's making snaps. <laughs> I definitely think you got to address and that tackle. You you asked. Yeah. You got to address the no, tackle. I, I, asked, I asked Barry. <laughs> I, asked, I asked Barry. because I asked Barry. I did not ask Nui. Okay? I asked Barry. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for your two cents, Nui. Okay? But give Kelvin Joseph his oh, grade, and then I may ask you the same question. <laughs> but in the first round, is that, that where you're going with it? First round? Offensive line? Listen, let me tell you something. When you, if you – 
if you're going to – you have to look at the entirety of uh, Terrence Steele's season mm-hmm. to see if you trust him playing left tackle for you going for the forward? foreseeable future, yeah. right? If if you do not see that, then, yes, you need to address the left tackle position. One, you have no idea what Tyron Smith is going to do, mm-hmm. right? He's building, he's dealing with another injury-filled season, all right? We, we had a, a, a guy retire on us and Tra- Travis Frederick, and we mm-hmm. didn't have any idea what we were going to do after that because it was literally a surprise. Mm-hmm. So you have no idea what this dude is going to do. So if it was me, I would be prepared – to, uh, to get somebody ready to fill in this position long term because he, he's been there for a while, right? Yeah, he's so been there you, for a minute. You're going to have to find another mainstay. So that is where I will be looking at. I think your defense is okay. But you're going to have a lot of missing pieces next year unless they're able to resign well, all yeah, those guys yeah, well, on well, one well, year. But just, just saying, you know, if we figure out a way okay. to keep the key pieces, okay. then I think, yes, center is something that you will have to look at, but mm-hmm. I don't think it's as big of a deal as your tackle positions because year in and year out, we've seen this position be missing a really great player. Mm-hmm. Two really good players at that point because mm-hmm. we had a right tackle and a left tackle. So at, at some point, you got to address this. Yeah. At some point. Yeah. So, so Danny, and one reason also I, I mentioned center, the Cowboys are, are obviously going to be drafting at the back end of the first round. The chances of you getting a first-round center – or even a, a guy that's the way Travis Frederick was in terms of um, second-round grade, but you got him in the first round, you got an extra year, you probably got a better shot to get the number one guy there. If you're trying to take a left tackle to be as low as you are, you might be talking about trying to take the fourth or fifth best tackle, um, the way we've seen tackles in the past go, go, go off the board. So that's something to think about. Do you, what do you want? You want the number four tackle? Or do you want maybe uh, the top player at, at their position? We, we, we've right we, there, we've so. seen crazier things happen in these last couple drafts. We didn't know how the heck we got C.D. Lamb. Mm-hmm. And now we're watching Michael Parsons play, and we have mm-hmm. no idea why Michael was still on the board when we got there. So there's a possibility for you to get a, 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 that type of player. Solid. And you also have opportunity to move up depending on what you think you can give up uh, in later rounds. So you, you have an opportunity to make some things happen based on what's available in the draft. Mm-hmm. I just think it's something that you have to you have to look at and you have the opportunity to take one of those guys and he's there I think you should really consider that got to um I'm not disagreeing with you at all there Danny I'm, I'm more than open to looking into it I'm just thinking in terms of where they're sitting at that you won't have a shot at Rashawn's later you know you had a shot at Slater because you were sitting here at, at 10 last year they're not going to be there again. So getting that type of guy, getting a Panay Snool, getting a Slater, you know, those are top, those are, you know, top 15 talents. And I think clearly if we redo the draft again, Slater's a top 10 guy, um, such as Micah Parsons would be. So that's why I've talked about, you know, a center main, mainly being what I think would be mm-hmm. uh, more logical well, what's there. Well, get him in the second, um, man. I don't care what round. Let's <laughs> just first or second, position. okay? You just, want to get that. Just, just show that you are aware that this is an issue, all right? We're like, we, are, we all know that we all love our players here at the Dallas Cowboys. Sometimes you love them too long. Sometimes, you know, you, you decide to, hey, man, we're going to okay. give them another shot, whatever. We all know that happens. Mm-hmm. Just show that you are aware that, hey, man, like we have we have guys that are missing games consistently year in and year out. Like mm-hmm. this is not a one-year thing like, man, we had a bad year. Like you had a guy who missed the entire season last year who missed another five games this year. You had another guy who had surgery uh, last year to finish off the season, and then he comes in this, this year, and now I think it's game six. Yeah. And five of them had to do an injury. Well, that's true. I, I am – I'm with you 100% now. You have to look towards the end for Tyron Smith. You do. Um, how, how you address it is going to be very interesting. Do you next year put Lel at left? Does Tyron retire? If Tyron wants to come back, how do you do it? But you definitely need to 
address it. So, so I'm with you on that, Danny. And what rounds you do it in, I don't know. But I do think you got to do it in the first three rounds. There's no doubt about that. I think it's funny that, you know, how this team works, how this organization works. Like, we always drafting people to compete defensively. Like, yo, we got to get this guy. We got to get him ready to get up out of here. This guy, we got to bring this competition in for you. But offensively, especially if you're one of those, you know, one of those beloved players offensively, you don't get any competition. When's the last time we've seen somebody come in here that was like a top draft pick under at the tackle? A position? different regime. That's yeah, like it's just it's, a different regime, man. You don't oh no, it don't this is this is <laughs> second year. Draft, we don't draft competition offensively. This like is a different just, regime. It don't this make sense to me, man. It don't dude, make it. This dude, just he he can't. He can't. He, you know can't, he, he, can't, you know he, he can't. He can't leave it alone. Nah. Get yeah. off of. <laughs> we don't draft off. We don't you draft competition. You we don't brought don't draft it up. Competition, I didn't bring it up. Man. You brought it up. Nobody brought, brought up no regime over here. All we, we said was we don't draft we, competition we, offense. Exactly. We've had two different head coaches. This one has been here for two years, and we still talking about the different regime. This is the same one for the last two years. What are you talking about? It's the same one. What we see? What do we see from what do we see from McCarthy? McCarthy went out there over the offseason, saw all that mess on defense, and they went out there. There was no sacred cows, man. He went out here changing things. So Barry, we're talking about talk, offensively. Talking I just hope this year correct. coming up, offense, right? Yeah. And, and Barry, Barry, what you're talking about here is in the past, and what you saw was a different regime and how they had all them sacred cows. This is different. Are you giving so Mulligan? So are you, are you, are are you not counting 2020? What, what, what do we see? Are you not? He, we, he talk about the draft of 2021. What do we see with Lyle Collins this year, Beck? Hey, man. What did we so, see with Lyle Collins? About your boy. Are you serious? They put they put Terrence <laughs> Steele right right back on the bench when the competition outplayed. Well, well he I would say outplayed, but when he earned the position, yeah, you want to talk yeah. about competition? Are you serious? Oh, yeah, we are gonna sit you out for two games, and the dude gonna play a hell of hell of football. But like no said, matter what, we are gonna put him back in there. You're Offensively, one of them sacred cows, no man. no matter what regime that, that that has been here since since I've been uh, with the Cowboys. Ain't no offensive uh, competition going on. Ain't none. Ain't none. Especially if you're a sacred cow. Oh, absolutely. Like, uh, like Dak wasn't supposed to be competition for Romo. He, he was hurt. just supposed to be. Yeah, Romo yeah. got hurt and then the dude stepped up. But he wasn't supposed to be out there threatening Romo for no job. Yeah. They had him behind Kellen Moore on a depth chart. Got drafted camp. in the fourth. In the fourth round. So, yeah. You know, so, but, what whatever, it is. whatever you say about like the regime, Nui, that's fine. He was competing with uh, Jamil Showers. Yeah, yeah Showers was out there. And Showers, Showers was playing was safety they, when they, I was they here. They moved. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't, I don't want to hear nothing about no regime, okay? He's going to find a way to dig at the, at the, uh, at the 2010, the 2017, 2019, or whatever. He's going to find a way to do that. Let's get a break in here. <laughs> We're gonna get some smoothie king, baby. Break, let's talk about yeah, the quarterback, Dak Prescott, right here on the Players Lounge let, on DallasCowboys.com. Let me get that strawberry gladiator, baby. Nobody protects you from mayhem like Allstate. I'm a broken traffic light. Stop and go is the name of my game. It's easy. You go, they go. What was it? They go, you go. <laughs> and if you have the wrong car insurance, these repair costs could stop you in your tracks. So get Allstate's new low auto rate and be better protected from mayhem, like me. Not available in every state, based on coverage and limits selected. Subject to terms, conditions, and availability. In most states, prices vary based on how you buy. Allstate Bar and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. It's game day. You know what that means. First, kebab prep. Steak, pepper, onion, steak, pepper, onion. Next, a counterclockwise lap around the room. Now, the lucky grease-stained jersey goes on. And lastly, the dance. You know the one. This is a game day ritual no matter where you are. Whether you're traveling to the game or watching from your favorite vacation spot, book a place to stay on Hotels.com and keep the tradition alive and well. Hotels.com, 
proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. At Smoothie King, we are blending goodness to fuel your greatness. Every blend is crafted to help you achieve your health and fitness goals. Smoothie King uses only whole fruits and organic veggies. You'll never find sugary syrups or artificial flavors, colors, or preservatives. And unlike some other smoothie places, there are zero grams of added sugar in many of our blends. Smoothie King is proud to be the official smoothie of the Dallas Cowboys. Place your order in the app or online for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. At AT AT&T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it. For turning your living room into your office and your gym. For teaching grandma how to video call and teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T has given everyone new and existing customers our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone, even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network's busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. Back to the Players' Lounge. All right, hey, be the first to receive new offers, event information when you sign up to receive text messages from the team. Text Cowboys to NFLDAL. That is 635325 to receive 10% off your next pro shop order. Message frequency may vary. Message and data rates may apply. You're in the Players Lounge, brought to you by Hotels.com. The players are Barry Church, Danny McCray. I am Newey Scruggs. Guys, Saturday night, the Cowboys plan to play their starters. Dak Prescott said after that loss to Arizona, he plans to play. So what do you need to see from Dak Prescott that makes you feel good going into the playoffs, Barry? Some type of consistency. Just some type of consistency, some type of just continuity as an offense. Because right now it seems like they don't have an identity. You know, we want one game we want to run the ball a little bit. The next game we give the guys nine attempts and we, you know, relying on Dak Prescott's arm. And I'm not saying that he can't do it. I mean, we've seen, you know, cases where he's went out there and thrown the ball 40-sometimes and he has, has had a great game. Look at that Tampa Bay game. But if we're going to make a long stretch run, and if we're going to be the team that we think um, this team can be, they're going to have to have some type of balance to their football game. And right now – they don't have any type of balance, and they don't even attempt to have any type of rushing game. Because me, that's where it all opens up at. If you saw this offense earlier in the season, they were clicking on all cylinders. When Dak was up for MVP and everybody was rooting for Kellen Moore being offensive coach of the year or anything like that, it's because we have balance and we made defenses basically pick their poison on which one they want to stop. You want to stop the run? All right, we got this pass for you and vice versa. But these past couple weeks or ever since my man hurt his calf muscle, it just hasn't been the same. So we've got to find some type of balance heading into these playoffs. Because like I said earlier, you're not going to be able to just walk in to wild card weekend, flip a switch and say it's time to go. I mean, history has shown that that's just not the case. This team has had too much sample size to where they can show you that they're, they're up and down and they have no consistency. So if you go into the playoffs and against playoff caliber teams playing the way you have offensively, we're not going to win those games. I know the defense has played well, but they're not the 2000 Ravens. They're not the 85 Bears. You can't just have that defense and let them drag you all the way to the Super Bowl. I don't think they're that good. But offensively, if we're able to get something going and combine that with what the defense has been able to do, then you got something. Then you got a team, in my opinion, that can go long into the playoffs. But right now, I haven't seen that. I haven't seen any continuity from the offense 
So that's what I need to see from this this uh, Eagles game. Some yeah. type of momentum. I, I think I think the question for me is, what are we going to see from Kellen Moore? All right? Because I was on Cowboys Crosstalk last night. You up there with, with Big and, Nate Newton? And I hadn't done any research on what uh, Buda Baker said or what he thought. All I, all I said was, it looked like he recognized the play when mm-hmm. he was about to get that pick six on that bubble screen. Mm-hmm. And then I'm on Cowboys Crosstalk, and I hear that after the game, Buda Baker's out there, he's explaining that they know that if they show a certain a certain defense that they can get the Cowboys to check into a certain play. So they're, so they're dependent on what the defense see, see they're not. But, but, right, but, but that's how we opened the season, right? Yeah. We said, hey, Tampa Bay is going to line up and they're not going to let us run the ball. Mm-hmm. What did we do? They dictated to us that we would have to pass the ball a, a, a certain number of times. And that has continued throughout the whole season. That's why you say, hey, man, we're going to run the ball. Well, if the defense gets in an eight-man front, well, we ain't going to run it, right? Mm-hmm. Because they, they're going to show an eight-man front to get you to get out of whatever play you was in and then check to something else. And I think teams have been able to, to fool, fool you into thinking that they're in the eight-man front front mm-hmm. and then dropping out and then knowing your route concepts all right mm-hmm. I think I think it has been seen which is why we say creativity can also be simplicity all mm-hmm. right line up at three by one give it to Mark Cooper line up at three by one give it to CeeDee Lamb these are guys who can make those type of plays one-on-one so what I need to see from Killen and Dak is figure out a way to offset what these other teams have been doing to you, right? Mm-hmm. Don't let them dictate anything to you. If you have to hold the ball a little bit longer so that disguise, so they have to get out of that disguise and you can see what they're truly in, then do that. If you have to drop some stuff to get your key players the ball, then do that. We need to start putting that type of stuff on tape so teams aren't able to say, we, we know when they line up in, in four, mm-hmm. four by one with the lineman outside, they're most likely throwing the screen. They're not going to run the ball uh, with Zeke. It's not an option based on how many people are in the box. So you have to figure out how to put that type of stuff on tape so you're not easily uh, defended. I, I agree with you on that one because the defense shouldn't dictate what you're going to be able to do offensively. Not every single time. I mean, we, I think sometimes we get too cute and we try to figure out what's the perfect play. Like, sometimes you don't need to have that perfect play. Sometimes you just say, you know what, let's just go out there, mano y mano. We, it might be three yards in a cloud of dust with the run game. And you might just be banging your head into a wall. But at least you're giving that attempt. At least you're keeping that defense honest to make sure, okay, we can't just pin our ears back. Look, look exactly what Arizona did to us last week. They might not have killed us with the run, but they attempted to run the football, which made our defense stay honest, which didn't let D-Law, Gregory, Parsons pin their ears back and get after the quarterback. But vice versa with Arizona, they they knew we're just going to run the, or we're just going to pass the football. So Chandler Jones, what did he do? He took advantage of Tyron Smith. He took advantage of Lyle Collins because he can pin his ears back and really get after the quarterback. When you don't have a run game or you're just one-dimensional, it opens up a lot of things for the defense, especially if you're letting the defense dictate what type of plays let, you can let, run. Let, let me tell you what I would do, okay? Well, this, this is what I would do. Mm-hmm. I would go back to the Denver game. I would see what we put on tape. What did Denver see? That, that let them know what we were running or how they could defend us. Because mm-hmm. what we said was, yeah, a lot of people don't have what Denver had. That's why Denver was able to shut us down. And mm-hmm. then you continue throughout the season, and you say, hold on, wait. It's guys who don't have the type of players that Denver have who are, who are able to shut our offense down. So what did Denver see? who then put it on tape for everybody else to say, hey, this is what we have to do to stop the Cowboys' uh, offense. Because since the Denver game, we haven't seen that type of offense unless you're playing a Washington football team that, that is lacking a lot of players on mm-hmm. defense or you're playing the Atlanta Falcons right. where every, everything is uh, clicking for us, right? So go back to that game say, man, listen, what, what did Denver do? Because whatever, whatever Denver did, the other teams have seen that mm-hmm. and they're doing the exact same thing. How can we counteract that? that I think that is, that is a good start 
for us because we haven't looked the same since Denver. Mm-hmm. And I remember Newey saying it. Yeah, but everybody don't have what Denver have. Yeah. And then the next thing you're like, hold on, yeah, how many points? <laughs> yeah, we, thought the, we thought the formula was stack the box and have a great secondary. But Arizona, they stacked, They were missing their two top corners. So it ain't like they had you know, their full repertoire of players as well. They just stacked the box and didn't believe and showed Dak different looks to make him hold on to the football longer. And it gave Chandler Jones the opportunity to eat out there. So how do we combat that? So yeah, if they interview him Buda, Buda Baker, that means he had a hell of a game, and that means he did, <laughs> and that mean he did some great film study, and they were keyed in to what we were doing. All right, Chandler Jones said, "You put Dalton Schultz out here, I'm running through his face mask, and I'm wrecking the whole entire mm-hmm. game." So every time you put Dalton Schultz in front of Chandler Jones, he knew exactly what he needed to do to wreck your play, yep. and, and we saw it. Hey, Nui, Nui, do you think this offense is predictable? I think people have figured <clears throat> out Kellen Moore. And they figured out Dak Prescott and Kellen Moore has not been able to fix this. And that's where I, I wonder, do is this where Mike McCarthy gets here and gets in here and helps? Um, he has been McAdoo, used to be his offensive coordinator in Green Bay. Do they go? Who helps Kellen Moore? And, and, and who, even does Mike McCarthy at some point in time veto what Kellen Moore is doing here? Um, this is this is one where I really got to look at the head coach and just say, OK, um, wh- what are you doing to help fix this? What, what did I tell y'all last year? We said the same thing. I said, hey, look, let me tell you something. Put this on Kellen Moore, let him move around, and put it on Mike McCarthy so we do not have to have these conversations, right? Because mm-hmm. now, like you said, what is Mike McCarthy going to do with it? He is the offensive guy who's been in the lab. Show us what <laughs> – no, I'm serious. Show us what you were in the lab doing. Like, that was the big draw. Like, he, he had good offenses when he was in Green Bay. Mm-hmm. So you say, hey, man, if he, if he had good offenses then and then he went in the lab and got better – I'm dying to see what it was that 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 had Jerry and them say, "Hey, listen, this, this dude, this dude has some creativity and and some real off, offensive mindset that can help us be great." And then now we're just sitting there like, "Dang!" Like I want to see what Mike McCarthy got. He's saying he needs to run the ball, so now I'm saying, "Listen, if Mike McCarthy's calling plays, we're probably gonna run it a little bit more. Maybe, maybe not. I'm not sure, but I'm just I'm I'm really." I'm really hoping this at some point we get to see some of what Mike McCarthy has put on this offense versus saying, hey, Kellen yeah. Moore is the boy wonder. Danny, Danny I, I, I truly believe Mike McCarthy had to say, I'm okay with Kellen Moore in order to get this job. Because Norm Turner was about to be the Dallas Cowboys head coach, but he didn't want Jason Garrett calling the plays. But Jason Garrett had already been hired. And when North Turner pushed back, Jerry Jones hired Wade Phillips. So in some ways, I just wonder how much he's been – kind of handcuffed with Kellen Moore, which is why I was talking last year, like, hey, man, hopefully Kellen Moore gets the Boise State job because then Mike McCarthy can get out here and call some plays and do what he does. But it didn't happen that way. So I just – I sometimes wonder how much of this is is he had to take. And Mike McCarthy has been telling us from day one, oh, I was going to hire Kellen Moore. I love Kellen Moore. <laughs> but this is a man who's called plays his whole career. And, and I just think he, you know, remember now the Jets told him no, Cleveland told him no. And he said, yeah, man, I told him I watched every single play. Hey, did you watch every single play? No, nah, I ain't really watch every single play, but I had to try to do what I could to get a job. So that's kind of my, do, do you sometimes think, I wonder about the whole Kellen Moore thing. Church, do you think that he's frustrated? Do you think as he's watching, like, what's going on and how we're getting stopped on offense, do you think in his head he's like, I could actually do better? Yeah. 
I mean, sometimes you can see it on camera. The guy, like, he just, he's like, he's biting his tongue out there because I think, Louie, I think you're on to something. Like, you know, they 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 basically wrote the check for Kellen. Like, you, we want you to stay here. So, obviously, Kellen got some type of juice. And then when he started the season off the way he did, where the offense was, you know, hitting on all cylinders, number one offense, number one pass, all this other stuff, it gave him even more juice. And right now, they're on the decline. So, Mike McCarthy's sitting over there like, man, how do I basically put myself into the position to call all these plays without, you know, overshooting Jerry and what he did with Kellen Moore? So, to me, I, it's a tough situation for McCarthy, but so, overall, it's, mm, what, it's a sticky situation. What's the head coach's name from Arizona? Uh, Cliff Kingsbury. Cliff Kingsbury. We talked about Cliff, him being Cliff really King. good at the beginning and then being fouled out at the end. The team's not playing well. Mm-hmm. I mean, goodness gracious. What, what, are, are we, are we, are we, is this a mirror that I'm looking at right now? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm like, goodness. You know, because that is so, the thing. They say defensive coordinators figure out offensive, offensive coaches so you have take. to continue to be creative. Yeah. Now, now, Danny, I had somebody who, who used to work for the team tell me that, that Jerry and Steven – really like Kellen Moore in the same sense that they liked and loved Sean Payton. And mm. anybody that's followed the team and, and was here when Sean Payton was around, Jerry paid Sean a million dollars to stay and not take the Raiders job. He absolutely loved Sean Payton. And ever since then, if anybody had some offensive acumen, the Joneses paid money to make sure they didn't go. They did it with Jason Garrett, who after they went 13-3, and was offered the jobs at Baltimore and Atlanta because they felt like, man, Jason's the next Sean Payton. We can't let him go. And and they had the same feeling about Kellen Moore. They think he's a really smart offensive guy. They don't want to let him go. So, you know, I, at this point, I would say somebody got to try to help Kellen. When I listen to Mike McCarthy in these press conferences, I get the sense that he doesn't feel they're running the football enough and he wants to see more of that. And a part of me wants to sit up here and say, well, ain't you the head coach? Can't you get involved? Yeah, That's I mean, my yeah. thought. I haven't asked him that yet, but that's what I'm thinking here as I listen to him in these press conferences. Yeah, yeah I, listen, I, I don't know. I was going back to thinking about you talking about JG, and I was like, yeah. <laughs> then they, and then they snatched the play calling duties from him and gave it to Linehan. They did. <laughs> so, Linehan went under the LSU. And, you know, all that all that didn't work out. But, yeah, I, listen, I, if it was me, I would be frustrated, but I don't know how the inner workings are going in there. Maybe he does have some input, and he's just saying that the defense is showing us something that's not going to allow us to run the ball, and the defense is over there smiling and rubbing their hands together like, got him again. Like, literally, watch the game this week, and if we haven't changed anything, and you start seeing that what Nate said. Dak that kill more people than, than I ever heard in my life. Kill, 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 kill. Always making the check. Run the play. Run the play. Run the play. Stack box. Run it. Run it. See if see if the safety is ready to defend that. Right. Figure out if, if if our if our people are better than yours. See if our running back can beat that extra guy in the hole. See see if that can happen. I know one thing. They better figure out something before these playoffs start because it, it don't matter who you go against in that first round. I think it's going to be a tough game. And offensively, we, we need to do something. We need to have some type of momentum, some type of chemistry going into that game because this defense, it can't carry us all the way to the Super Bowl. We need some help. And right now, the Cowboys offense, they got to get out of their own way. Well, maybe Kellen Moore is going to come out here with a, a real special win and we say, wow, you know, they look at it. Pull it out the bag. He's going to pull out Amari Cooper on us. Well, he he throw the ball to Amari Cooper all the times of the, uh, the previous mm-hmm. game, and the next game we get to second round and be like, bro, what the hell? He's going to look great against he's, he's Philly with all the backups. He's going to look great. Oh, he's back. He's got it. Nah, not so fast, my friends. We will, we will make predictions on Friday. The game is on Saturday. Make sure you're watching Barry do his pre- and post game yeah. on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And uh, – and, uh, and tune in over at DallasCowboys.com. We'll be back with the Players' Lounge Friday right here on DallasCowboys.com radio.
This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?